Welcome to the Purpose Founder Podcast. We're so excited that you're here. This is a weekly recap of the Life Gathering that happens on Wednesdays at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Join our Facebook discipleship page and receive updates and content information and connect with people from all around the world. We're so excited that you're joining us today. So today's uh, today's teaching is going to be on assurance of forgiveness, assurance of forgiveness. And I always like to encourage you guys to pull out uh, your pens, your notebooks, pencils, whatever it is that you feel comfortable using uh, and start taking notes as we go along. Um, I'm a big believer in taking notes. I feel like every time I do it, it blesses my life and it helps me remember uh, what God is speaking to me uh, about. So today's uh, general um, verse is 1 John uh, chapter 1, verse 9. And it says, if we confess our sins and he is faith, uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm going to let that sit there for a minute because I think that is such a good passage. And we're going to be seeing it again. So if you don't, if you haven't written it down, um, we'll, you'll see it again. All right. So today I want to give three main points. Uh, point number one is why forgiveness? Why do we need forgiveness? Why? Uh, what is it about forgiveness? Um, maybe you're here thinking like, why do I need forgiveness? Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you're just joining and you're you're thinking like, hey, I just want to know what this Christian stuff is all about. Uh, you've you've probably heard of Jesus, the name of Jesus, and you just you're curious. And that's a good question, honestly. That's a good question to have. Why do why do I need forgiveness? Um, and then uh, point number two is access to forgiveness. Um, how to receive forgiveness, where to get it, um, and how to operate in it. Um, and then point number three is assurance of forgiveness, which is the main. Uh, the main topic of today uh, and how we can be assured of our forgiveness. If you are a Christian, uh, how can, how do I know God is going to forgive me again after I accepted him? Uh, we'll go over all this. All right, let's get it started. So why forgiveness? Uh, the verse for this point is Romans chapter three, verse 23. And it says, for all have sinned and and fall short of the glory of God. And when he says all, that he means all. He means every single one of us. There's not one, but Jesus, he's the only one that is perfect. The Bible says that he is the perfect lamb, uh, that he lived a sinless life. That wasn't the case for us. Uh, so have you ever asked yourself, why do we need forgiveness? Maybe you're not a follower of Jesus. And usually this is the question that many have. Uh, Romans says, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I hear many times people calling themselves good. They say uh, they judge, uh, you know, they judge according to their own standard. And this is usually people that are outside of Christ. Sometimes we can do it as, as well, people in Christ. And they think because they have not done any extreme sins that they are good. And when I say extreme sins, you know, the, the ones that usually people always say, like killing, murder, all that stuff. Uh, murder, um, you get the point. Uh, but the Bible calls sin, sin. And it doesn't matter if you only have cursed someone for cutting you off on traffic uh, or you're killing someone out of anger. 
they both are punishable by death in God's standard. We ought not to look at ourselves for standard of good. Only God is good, and we live according to his standards, or at least we should. He is our creator, and he establishes how we ought to live our life. Humanity needs forgiveness because we have all been born into sin. We have all fallen short of the standard of God. And sin entered the world through Adam and Eve when they disobeyed God. Because of this disobedience, humanity has been tainted and infected with the issue of sin. So, have you ever wondered why you don't need to teach your children how to be bad? I don't know. If, I mean, I don't have children, but I have nieces and nephews and I've seen them grow up and I've seen how they act. And it's just it's just uh, I get I'm it's cu I'm curious to know why we don't have to uh, teach them how to be bad. They already know how to be bad. That's because it's the sin nature in them. Why is it that we need to correct them and show them good, uh, uh, show them good such uh, at a, such an early age? Why is it that kids naturally gravitate towards doing bad things? You know, I have a I have a young niece and uh, she every time uh, she has this issue with sharing, she doesn't want to share her toys. She probably hasn't seen one of her toys in such a long time and hasn't played with it. But yeah, as soon as one of my other nephews comes and 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 grabs that toy that she hasn't even used quickly, her heart is to know that's my 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 toy, my toy. And it's like, well, you haven't even touched it. You haven't even played with it. Now that, you know, your cousin is is using it, you want to get greedy and you don't want to share the toy. So those are the examples I'm showing. And obviously it progresses as we go on and mature uh, in age and stature. So forgiveness for humanity is not just so we could be nice. It's not just because God likes it that way. Forgiveness sets us free from the grips of our mistake and our sin. Forgiveness from God is freedom from our debt with the issue of sin. And we can't experience what it is to live in the fullness of God that he intended from the beginning, from the garden for us until we have been forgiven of our debt. Forgiveness is necessary for us to be able to restore our standing with God as humanity. So that is the reason why we are speaking about forgiveness in general of humanity. Why does humanity need forgiveness from God? All right, point number two, access to forgiveness. We already talked about why we need forgiveness from God. So how do we receive it? How do we get that? How do we get that access for forgiveness? How do we get close enough to God to even ask for forgiveness? And that is a good question. John 3.16 says, For God loved the world in this way that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God saw that our humanity had fallen short from what we were created to be. Man was separated from God, and we could not restore ourselves no matter how hard we tried. John 3.16 explains that God, in the midst of our failure and disobedience uh, uh, to, to love him, um, he still gave his one and only son. That uh, He gave him for ransom to pay our debt. Sin demanded bloodshed. Sin 
is thirsty for blood, crying out for a ransom to be paid for the sin of, of the entire world and every generation. That's why when we read the Old Testament, we see that yearly sacrifices uh, would have to be taken place uh, by the priests. The priests had to perform uh, their sacrifices. So every time, once a year, uh, you know, there would be, you know, the whole, the Israelites would commit sin, right? Um, and because of that, they would have to, there would be a priest that would have to perform, would kill an animal without blemish, as perfect as it can be, um, to push back, uh, to push back their sin. But you see that this 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 system wasn't perfect because it didn't get rid of the sin. It didn't cleanse the sin. It just pushed back the debt even further. It's kind of like here. Uh, I mean, I know some of you guys are not from here in the U.S., but there's always a, a, a running uh, joke here that we just we keep getting into more debt and more debt and more debt. And all we're doing is just pushing the debt. We're just pushing the debt. But it's someday it might catch up to us. And this was the case. This was the case, and this is the case for human, or was the case for humanity, I should say. That's why um, when we read the Old Testament, we see yearly sacrifices that priests had to perform in order to push uh, back their sin. Um, and, you know, Jesus, the Son of God, the perfect Lamb of God, destined to give his life for the sin of the world. Sin entered the world through one man's disobedience, and through one man's obedience, the ransom of sin was satisfied. Because of Jesus, his death and resurrection, we have been offered a gift of eternal life. Humanity has the opportunity now, because of what Jesus did on the cross for our debt, for what was required for us to die because of our disobedience. Now, Jesus took our place if we accept him. And we, you know, confess him as our Lord and Savior. And we're going to speak more about that later. Um, but if we if we take that opportunity that has been extended to humanity, uh, we are redeemed. We, we become a new creation in Jesus. Asking for forgiveness is, a, is very powerful. It's a sign of humility. It's a conscious decision to recognize that we crossed the line. We recognize our wrongdoing and lay down our pride aside to humble ourselves to the one who we wronged. When we fail to ask for forgiveness, we are operating in pride and we run the risk of hardening our hearts. God favored David over Saul because David had the humility to ask for forgiveness. It was not that David sinned less than Saul. We, I think, I mean, for us that have been already in the faith, I'm pretty sure you have heard of David. He is one of the most popular characters in, in the Bible. Uh, his story is very interesting. Um, but he did not sin less than Saul. As a matter of fact, he has some, some pretty crazy sins. But yet, that wasn't the thing that, uh, but God still loved him. God still favored David. Why? Why? He, he favored David because David had the heart to humble himself and ask for forgiveness. Do you know that Saul never asked for forgiveness? He never asked for forgiveness. He always just kept trying to go around the bush. Every time uh, God demanded something of him, 
and he knew he would he would not operate and he would be disobedient, he wouldn't turn his heart to God. He wouldn't turn his face to God and he wouldn't ask for forgiveness. He would just try to either uh, fix it himself or I don't know. Saul was wild, um, but I'm not going to get too much in that story. So this is why Satan himself will not be forgiven. He is the father of pride and will never humble himself before God. Psalms 138.6 says, uh, though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble, but he keeps his distance from the proud. This is the same reason why we are called to forgive others. If we want our father, our heavenly father to forgive us, he is distant from the proud. So how can we come for forgiveness filled with pride if he will distance himself uh, from, from it? If we want to get close to him, we must let those who hurt us get close to us and forgive them as well. So access of forgiveness we got access through what Jesus, his sacrificial love uh, and what he did on the cross and the bloodshed, the blood that uh, that that he bled for us um, and for our sin, for the sins of the world. And we have access to to that every time that now we have access also to the father. We got access to get close to the father because of what Jesus did. Jesus restored the standing of humanity with the father he bridged that gap again we'll talk more about that uh later so point number three is assurance of forgiveness so we already talked about why we need forgiveness as humans why do we need forgiveness from god point number two is how to access it and how we received it and the opportunity we have to receive it because unfortunately not everybody takes that opportunity to receive forgiveness from God. In their pride, they just live in their prideful ways and they don't want to recognize that they are fallen creatures, that they need uh, assistance, that they need to be made new. They don't see anything wrong with the way of living. So now we're going to go, how, how, how can we be assured? Okay, now we know why we need to be forgiven. We uh, access forgiveness how do I know for sure I can be forgiven? Like, how do I know I have it? Well, 1 John 1, 9, it's the general uh, verse of today. And it's, if we confess our sins and he is, and uh, if we confess our sins, sorry, guys, I start, I just, I'm very quick with stuff. So I I, I get, I just uh, try to read quicker than than what, how my mouth uh, could, could talk. But um, anyways, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, this is for my brothers and sisters in Christ right now. You know, why do we act at times like once we accept Jesus, that there is a limit to his forgiveness? We act like once we receive salvation, that he gives us a certain portion of grace and we have more grace and more uh, mercy for those uh, outside the body than those inside the body. Now, I want to make it clear. I'm not saying that we should have less grace for those people outside of the body, people that don't know Jesus yet. I'm just saying, why do we uh, have more grace for people outside of the body than our own brothers and sisters? It should, it should remain consistent. So the same is true with ourselves. Uh, I don't know 
about you, but if we're all being honest, we have all fallen short and sinned even after receiving Christ. Uh, that's because we're in this journey of sanctification, the, uh, this process of sanctification. Uh, so I want to explain this because I, I get this I get this question a lot, and I and I explain it to some of y'all uh, in in our conversation we have. Um, what salvation and sanctification? They're they're two different things, but they kind of they go hand to hand, and a lot of people preach that sanctification comes before salvation that you have to be sanctified and you have to you have to be right in right standing with god um in order to be saved to obtain salvation and a lot of times this is called work work-based salvation where we have to work out our salvation in order to earn salvation that doesn't make sense because if that was the case then why would jesus have to die if we were able to save ourselves with our right standing and within our own works, if that was the case, there would be no need for Jesus to come through and step into humanity and do it himself. We're not able to. We can't do it. So we got to flip it around. Once we receive Jesus, once we receive the gift that God has given us through Jesus of restoring our relationship, receiving forgiveness, uh, now because of that, because of that, we get to start this process of sanctification. And sanctification, what it means is we're just becoming more like Jesus. And that happens over time. That happens the more and more we spend with Jesus, the more and more time we spend with Jesus. Yes, we are, we are transformed. We are a new creation because we are now forgiven and we have a right standing with the Father. You know, I, I understand that. But our actions, our heart starts uh, becoming more like Jesus the more we spend uh, spend time with him through the through this journey of life that we have. Philippians 1.6, I might chop it up. I'm just paraphrasing. One of my favorite Bible verses always reminds me, uh, you know, it says, and, I, and I, I'm sure of it, that he who started a good work in you will be faithful to finish it in, in the day of Christ Jesus. Meaning, okay, what does that mean? That means that if you notice, there's key words there. It says, will finish. It didn't say that it is finished. I mean, what Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Yes, it is finished that what he did to pay on the uh, uh, to pay our sin, our debt on the cross. But now because of that, we get this chance, this process, or uh, we get to get into this journey and walk with him and just become more and more like him every day. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that sanctification comes after salvation and it's and it's just the process of becoming more like him every day um as we spend time with him so so why am i saying this i'm saying this because a lot of people uh think that they have lost their their salvation because they they uh you know they committed this sin and they lost their salvation and now they can't come to the father because um because now they've sinned too much after receiving christ so now how god how can god forever forgive me now for sure right uh well let me give you some context to first john one uh chapter one verse nine i want to give you the context to the scripture 
Uh, many scholars believe this was written to the body of Christians. I mean, we know it was written to the body of Christians. I mean, just by what it says, we know that it was written to them um, in, in the church in Ephesus. There's some reason to believe that in that time, there was many quarrels amongst them, and there was some that left their faith. The writer of 1 John was urging the church that forgiveness was theirs if they humbled themselves and asked for forgiveness. So, again, forgiveness is not just for the people outside of, outside of Christ, right? But we get to practice forgiveness. We get to practice forgiveness both ways and receiving it and also extending it as followers of Christ. Look, you probably heard me say this many times. God will never demand anything from us that he himself won't lead by example, that he himself hasn't done already. God, as us, uh, humanity, created in the image of God, we are, we are created to reflect him, to reflect and act like him and be like him and become like him, right? Uh, so it's, why would God ever ask us to do something that he wouldn't do himself? So I got, I got, you know, I, I got some, uh, I, some Bible scriptures here for you guys. Luke 17, 3, 4, Jesus says, be on your guard. If your brother sins and re uh, sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, in one day, we're talking about one day, right? Come, uh, and he comes back to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. That is Jesus telling his disciples, hey, you must forgive this guy if he comes and asks for, uh, for, for forgiveness seven times a day. And if he's asking for that uh, or, or of that from us, it's because he himself is willing to do that. Mark eleven twenty five 25 says, and wherever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him so that your father in heaven will also forgive your wrongdoings. Romans 5 uh, verses 8 through 9 says, uh, actually, let me say that one a little, uh, right now. But anyways, so going back to 1 John and 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Notice that there is no limit to that. It doesn't say if we confess our sins up to 10 times, up to 20 times, up to 100 times, up to 1,000 times. It doesn't say that. Yes, I understand that uh, in Mark 11, uh, or actually, no, in Luke 17, 3, 4, there's a specific number. But if we really look at what Jesus was saying, he wasn't really just, he was giving, uh, there's another one that says seven times seven. Essentially, what he was saying is unlimited. You have to forgive your brother and sister unlimited amount of times um, when they have done you wrong. So if he is asking that of us, being fallen, but I mean, I understand we're restored now in Christ. I get that. And we're becoming, again, think about this about in the context of becoming more like him through sanctification. You know, if we're becoming more like him and if he's asking this of us, how much more are our, our, our God who is good, our father who is good will do that for us. And Jesus is not here waiting for us to fail so many times in order for, to punish us. That's not his heart for humanity. 
That's not his heart for us. So, so going back to the context and these people in Ephesus, the people that left the church, I could only imagine those people that did leave the church um, and why they did it um, and were causing trouble for the believers, for the other believers, and, and, and honestly uh, causing a division and trying to stir people the wrong way. And usually we're so quick to even judge those people and be like, oh, they're heretics, they're heresies, they're, they've left the faith. And yes, that's true. Maybe some, some have left the faith, you know, maybe that was them. But the thing is, we got to ask ourselves, how did they even get to that, that place? And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if we're not careful, we could get into that place by not asking for forgiveness, by not receiving forgiveness even after we received Christ as our Lord and Savior, uh, you know, I want to give you, and, and, and if we don't do that, we start operating in pride. The enemy will come, and if we don't ask for forgiveness because that's what sin does, it makes us feel dirty, it makes us feel uh, unworthy because, it, you know, we're, we're not worthy. First of all, we never were, so it's not like we're going to start being worthy right now, but uh, he is worthy, and because of him, we are worthy, but what I'm, what I'm saying is that uh, if we don't confess our sins, if we don't practice confessing to our Father, hey, Lord, Father, I need help in this area. I need to confess this this uh, this problem I've been I've been dealing with. I need your help. If we don't confess that and receive His forgiveness, then we we start operating in pride. And once you start operating in pride, you just start distancing distancing yourself more from God, from the Father. And that's where the enemy will try to strike. And then that lack of communication with the Father, that is where misunderstandings could happen. And then you start growing cold. You start growing angry towards God, thinking that God's angry at you. So you're like, I'm going to be angry back. And I'm going to give you a story, actually, a little quick story about this. Um, so I started a second job and I'm working at Walmart, which is a grocery store here in the United States. And uh, I have, uh, you know, I've been there for Two, maybe almost two months, maybe two months. I'm not sure, but the first in my first three weeks there, I gave them my schedule that I wanted to work. But I would notice that uh, that my, my schedule wasn't according to what I gave them. And you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to cause any any problems. I'm I'm naturally an avoider. I'm be honest with you guys. I'm just being transparent. I'm naturally an avoider. I, I try to avoid issues. I try to avoid problems, but it, I just, some of the schedules, it just wasn't possible for me to attend work at that time. Cause I was working here. Um, and uh, I started because I wasn't communicating with my boss at, at this job. Uh, I started thinking she was out to to like want to get me fired because there's a point system and if I had certain amount of points then I would get fired and I'm not gonna lie that started kind of something within my heart against her and I was thinking like she was against me and this whole time it was just a lack of communication from both of our ends and mainly from me and it wasn't until like okay it, you know I started accumulating these points and I and I talked to her and I said hey like you know I've noticed this I noticed that I gave you guys my schedule and and she said, oh, I'm so sorry. She said, I, uh, it's, it's been a misunderstanding. We had to change something. And in our system, the schedule doesn't set until like three weeks after. Uh, so you should start seeing your schedule 
next week, your, your, your set schedule next week. So my point is, and then I felt bad. I felt bad after that because I felt like, okay, I should have just came to her right off the bat. I shouldn't have let time and the gap between us bridge some sort of weirdness within our heart. And that is my point that as believers, when we sin, obviously sin is going to want to keep us away from God, but we have to come boldly to the throne of grace. We have to come boldly to our father and said, father, I messed up. I need your help. I need your forgiveness. Humble ourselves, have that heart posture of humbleness. And that is the heart posture that God will never turn away, never turn away. Um, so Romans 5, uh, chapter 5, verses 8 and 9 says, But God proves his own love for us, and that while he was still sinners, Christ died for us. How much more then, since we have now been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from wrath? So, I already spoke to my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm sorry, it's getting a little warm in here. Um now I want to speak to maybe uh, people in here that um, don't really have a relationship with Jesus. And you already heard this and you're like, okay, I understand why humanity needs forgiveness. I understand that forgiveness comes through Christ. I understand that even after I give my life to, to Jesus, how uh, that I still have access to forgiveness because we have Jesus, right? Um, so we have access to to forgiveness even after. Um, but how do I do this, Matt? How do I uh, practically give my life to Jesus? How do I practically do the steps or do what I need to do in order to give my life to Jesus? That is a good question. So do you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Isaiah 53, 6 says, all of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. Again, we're talking about why humanity fell because of the sin and disobedience and why. And through that, that's actually that encapsulate both uh, both first the first point and the second point. That's all in one, in one verse. That's honestly, I don't even have to say anything. I, I could just show you guys Bible verses and it, the Bible preaches for itself. Uh, Romans 6 23 for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord and just to give you guys a picture of what I was talking about through this whole time really um, uh, there's a picture here of a of a of a man uh, representing humanity and because we have disobeyed because we weren't obedient and we all been born and trying to follow our own ways, our own greed. Uh, there has been a bridge uh, or a gap bridge between us, between the father and between between humanity. But and that's what I just that's what I just explained here. And that gap when we you know, we don't because of that, we don't have eternal life. We don't have that relationship with God, the father. But because of Jesus and like I explained earlier, because of his sacrificial love, because of his sacrifice on the cross for all humanity um, and for all sin uh, for us, he bridged the gap. He made the way between the Father and between humanity. And he gave us the opportunity to, 
to 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 come to the Father and be in right standing. Guys, this that cross is for all humanity. And I, and you probably heard me say a lot the word opportunity. Why am I saying opportunity? Because it's our we have to make the decision to cross that to cross that bridge to the Father. And sadly there's a lot of humans that don't want to do that for whatever reason. But if you want to have eternal life, if you want to spend uh, life with your creator and get to know him better and get to know him as a father, as a creator, as a healer, as a protector, as all these things that are good because he is good. He is good. Um, that if you want to know all this, all you got to do is confess him as your Lord and Savior. All you got to do, the Bible says, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that, you know, that this, that we shall get, uh, that we shall be saved. So if this is you today and you want to give your life to Jesus and you believe in Jesus, you're like, okay, Matt, I heard I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I believe this story of Jesus. I know it was true. I feel it in my spirit. Um, what do I do next? We just got to confess him. And this is, this is the prayer we'll say together as a confession and making him your Lord and making him your savior. So let's do it together. Father God, I know that I'm a sinner and that I need you to forgive me. I know that your son Jesus died a painful death and rose again so that my sins could be washed clean. Thank you, Jesus. I want to make you the Lord of my life and I will trust you and follow you. Everything I have is yours now in the name of Jesus. Thank amen. you for joining our Purpose Founder podcast. If you made a decision for Christ today, fill out the link below and let us know so we can send you a free devotional and get connected with you. We also want to remind you to join our Facebook discipleship page and get connected with us and people all around the world. Until next time, we'll see you soon.